everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. I might sound a little different because I'm at my brother's house watching his dog. Scandalous. You're out. Case, case scandalique. Um, his <laughs> Scandalo. dog jumped out of a second story balcony oh. to be with him oh. and broke her body. Um, just no. her leg. Just one oh leg. Gosh. And so she had surgery on it. She's sitting next to me. She's being very good. Good girl. That story hurts my heart. I know. It's terrible. Can't deal. So, so that's what separation anxiety will do to you. Moral of the story, stay distant. Don't get attached. Emotionally, socially, um, physically. Mm-hmm. Got it. Great. These are excellent life lessons. Every man is an island. And an island feels no pain. And a rock never cries. Is that what, what you're is- doing? Sorry, it's a rock feels no pain and an island never cries. No, I, I was switched saying- those. The phrase is, uh, no man is an island, but I said every man is an island. I'm sorry, you do not know the Simon and Garfunkel song? I am a rock, I am an island. That's how that song is. Yes. Do you not know the phrase, no man is an island? Yes, I, I do. I do know that phrase. Okay, so we both knew what the other person was talking about. Kinda. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> we got there, eventually. We got to the same island. <laughs> This episode is called The Collector. It is uh, from season 24, episode 29, February 21st, 2016. Mm-hmm. Hosted by Dennis. It's been a long time, Dennis. It's been a long time. Someone on Twitter said that they thought we had missed the boat on calling Dennis fans Smurfies. Do you like it? You're going to start off with that. You're going to start off by telling me that. Oh, because you're mad because it's so good. Rubbing Smurfies in my face. Because you're mad because it's so good. And because Dennis is my unapologetic favorite. (laughs) Great. Good job, whoever you are. Yeah, good job. (laughs) You like it. Well done. I'm sure you're real smart. Okay. (laughs) Oh, wait, I can. It's um, Abby said that. Thanks, Abby. Yeah. Happy birthday to me. (laughs) Just so bitter. Um, On that note, this episode takes place in Springfield, Missouri. This is why I save things we got wrong for the very end, usually. Because then you can just be cranky and we'll end it. Yeah, now I'm just upset. (laughs) I had a lot to say about Springfield, Missouri, and now I'm not going to say any of it. (laughs) You did? I'm depriving you. No, I don't. I don't. I just, I was more, um, there's a lot of Springfields. I mean, everybody that's knows that. That's the joke. That's where, yeah, I think that's why they named the Simpsons there. Yeah. So it could be any town. This family, the Terrells, mm-hmm. but it's spelled like Tyrell. Um, oh. But Dennis said Terrell. Oh. But it has a Y, T-Y. Interesting. Going to assume Dennis is right. Yes, we are. Because you make an A out of yourself when you assume otherwise about Dennis. Yeah, it's, Dennis is correct. Yeah. So um, they have floor-to-ceiling, literally, no joke, surprised not on the ceiling as well, collectibles. I've never seen anything like it. Unreal. I want to go to there. I want to go look around. It looks like a museum. Like, I'd be scared to touch anything. Yeah. But everything's well put, like, in the right place. Well, what did he say? He calls it something specific. Dennis calls it an old curiosity shop. But something else. Neat hoarder. <laughs> did he say that? He did, because everything has its home. So everything's in a place, but every surface is covered. So they have lots of stuff. It made me feel a little claustrophobic. 
because I'm trying to go the opposite in my life. I'm trying to Marie Kondo my way down to nothing. I'm trying to Marie Kondo my way down to owning one pair of pants. And that's all I need to be happy. One pair of beta brand pants? Yes. Are you really? One pair of pants? No, I'm exaggerating. Where's the joy? But, well, I don't really enjoy clothing. So I, I get none out of it. So what about the people that come over that enjoy looking at your clothing? What happens to them? I usually don't. I'm not friends with those people. You are friends with those people. I make them go into the other room and watch 90 Day Fiance with me. Okay. I guess that's all right. But I'm just saying, oh boy. I distract them with Chinese food (laughs) and lure them out of my closet. (laughs) So this is uh, Gary and Jan. And they have uh, coins. So many coins. We're going to get deep into coins, guys. Yeah, we are. Um, Remember that one episode that was hidden all about coins? Like there was a secret coin thread that I created because that one lady had her car, had the change out of her car stolen. And then there was like a quarter found on the ground. Yeah. This episode is overtly about coins. Literally about coins. Yeah. Or as Cardi B would say, get that coin. Is that what she said? Oh, (laughs) Arrowheads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10 to 15,000 books. Okay, that was interesting because it looked from what I could tell that the books were in some sort of basement. Did you see the basement? They show it a couple of times. Well, there were some on shelves, but then there were some like it seemed like stacked or it's so maybe they maybe they have like a staging area in the basement and then they pull out for display. Right. So some books are upstairs, but there is a lot of books that look like on library shelves. You know, the vertical shelves that go like this, that stand in the middle of the room, that if you knock them over, they all fall down. It looked like there were a few of those in like a room with no windows. How big is their house? I think they have to use every space of that house. So basement's full, attic's full. It's all full. You know, I've seen a lot of people on um, extreme cheapskates and um, extreme couponing have those kind of shelves in their basements and they're usually stocked with food. So it's literally like walking through a grocery store in their basement. Yeah, but it's always the same kind of food. It's like 5,000 boxes of Special K and 6,000 things of Secret Outlast deodorant. Who You don't want all those. They don't go together. Why do you want that? I would rather have a well, variety. If they get what's ever on sale. So if it's 100 boxes of Rice Roni, then that's what they get. I understand that. And the thing is, I am an extreme coupon clothing shopper. So I like extreme sales, but never would I buy two of the same item ever. I understand. So my brother is walking down the stairs. I told him to be quiet because he has hardwood floors. He's literally walking down the stairs like a cat burglar in a cartoon, (laughs) like the Pink Panther. And he and it's so creepy. It's so weird. So 10 to 15,000 books, gems. I would like to have seen some more of the gems. I would like to have seen. I'm guessing there wouldn't be very exciting. Probably like uncut gems. Right. Which is, like not like, like rocks. I'm picturing costume jewelry and this is like the real stuff. So this would look like way Ro- small and like boring. No, it'd be rocks. They're not polished yet. So you would see a bag of rocks and you'd be like, oh, that's a bummer. Like crystals. Do you think he but he doesn't collect crystals. These this couple, but not like for their healing properties. This is not like a Spencer Pratt, Heidi situation. No, this is a this is a whatever I can get my hands on. He's obviously a bargain hunter. So he's like American Pickers. Have you ever watched that show? That's what he's doing. Where do they go on that show? 
all over the United States, which sounds to like flea markets. They go to flea markets. They go to garage sales, estate sales. Um, so interestingly enough, my mom and I just had this conversation because our friends had an antique store when we were growing up. And I was wondering if they still had it. And I asked my mom how they actually did it. And they went around in trucks, big trucks all over to go to like auctions. There's like antique auctions all over the country and stuff like that. So you get huge deals. That's what American Pickers is. But American Pickers, they get leads. They like call and say, hey. I think that's what this guy was doing, kind of. Yeah. Like he had contacts all over the country. It's such a cool thing. I Someone honestly would call think and it's be so like, fun. Gary, I have a lead for you on a whatever. Okay. Um, he had bayonets from World War One. Wow. And, okay, a leg cannon. Yeah. Okay, wow. so I Googled it. Yeah. The internet seemed very confused as to what it was. One person said it was a cannon that is attached to your leg, like a mini cannon. No. Which it, it might be, but I was picked. But then there were lots of cartoons of ladies that would pull off their leg and it turned into a gun kind of thing, you know, like in that movie with Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, I don't, I, I just don't understand. I think it's a leg. I think it's you strap it to your leg and then maybe you pull it the back and then a cannonball comes out. Okay, no, none of that's correct. That can't be right. I don't understand. You light a wick at the, on your leg. And Did they show a out. picture of it? There were so many of the weirdest pictures that I've ever seen. Like Google leg cannon. And I'm telling you, okay, Googling. Um, literally like the weirdest things. There's things about horses. Like there's something about a horse that has, oh, maybe that's like one of the names of a leg. Oh, there's a bone called cannon. There's a bone that's called the cannon bone, I think. And then there's a cartoon of a guy shooting a cannon out of his leg, but it's a cartoon. So I don't, I don't understand. Large metacarsal cannon. That's a, that's a horse bone. Is a horse bone. So he was collecting horse bones. No, really? And it, no, because everything else he collected was more military and stuff. That's not true. Yeah, I guess that's not true. Mm-mm. And also, did you look around the house? I mean, I could, saw a few Fabergé egg. I mean, he collected everything. There were... But no one collects horse bones. What's the main thing of this collection that, like, was worth one of the most amounts of money? You're right. So, yes, he definitely collects bones. It seems like he collected anything of value. Okay, so we're going to need a ruling from people, like, if we are just missing the boat here. If it actually is a horse bone and the guy was being nice by calling it a leg can, and that's a common phrase that we should know, that that means a horse bone... Or it is some sort of thing that you strap to your leg that okay. is something like a cannon, like a weaponry. I really don't think so. But I I mean, I'm usually wrong, which means it probably is. The reason I feel like it's a weapon is because the guy said it right after he said bayonets. Okay. It just seems so weird to me that you would collect a horse bone. Yeah, it seems weird. It doesn't seem... It also seem... seems weird to attach a cannon to your leg. Well... This whole thing seemed weird. Yeah, we just don't live in that world. Maybe that's like a totally normal thing. That's true. A collector is something inherently valuable to me, but I could be wrong. But his collection, are Gary Terrell's collection, mm-hmm. super valuable. Yeah. Um. So he was a teacher and a history buff. She mm-hmm. did Avon, which I did Google to see if it was an MLM. It's a little controversial, but I think it's an yes. MLM. 
It's 100%. You didn't know that that was an MLM? Well, I wanted to make sure. And then they're like, some people are defending it. There's a lot of articles. If you Google, they're like, is it really an MLM? Um, if you're selling makeup over the internet that people can't try on, it's an MLM. <laughs> not necessarily. I could order makeup from Amazon. That's not what I'm talking about. If you are going to a representative of a company who's selling you makeup and is it seems a little pricey, <laughs> that's that's an MLM. <laughs> and it smells a little weird when it gets there. MLM. This is a whole comedy routine. Like if you're a redneck, you might. <laughs> <laughs> you might have an MLM. You might, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, they lived in this house that they designed. They loved. Their daughter, Jessica, said they were joined at the hip. They gardened and shopped together. She was shy. He was more outgoing. Dennis says they really were for the ages. Dennis has a few good ones in With this. With the old-fashioned language gets me in my feels. Yes. And this not an ad for feels, but like, does he say that about his wife? Like, we, re we really are one for the ages. Dennis has this sort of old-timey sensibility. We are for the ages. Yeah, we're for the ages. We're for the ages, Deb. That's what he says. <laughs> I really hope it's Deb and Dennis. It's probably not, but... <laughs> Fingers crossed for <laughs> Deb. <laughs> so when he retired, he had time for his memorabilia. He collected these coins. He collected a lot of gold and silver. And they had five safes in the house. But a lot of the coins and jewelry were out on display. Some of the stuff that was out on display was, and this is what Katie was talking about before, three walrus tusks. Is that what they're called? I do not approve. But they were old. They were from like the 19th century. Scrimshaw. That's what they're called because they're carved tusks. These are not like, these are like, um, like art from an indigenous people that made, do you know what I'm saying? That was their art. That's right. why this is important. I also, they're also a weapon, right? Apparently. Spoiler alert. No, I didn't mean that. I meant, I should have looked this up. Scrimshaw of sacrifice. Whalebone. Nope. It's just a whalebone, ivory shells, or other materials with carved or colored designs. That's it. It's just a artwork from whalers. It makes me sad, but they were each worth about $10,000 and they had three of them. That is great. But I mean, obviously they're, I mean, they've got to be valued, but I'm surprised they had them out. I would think something like bone you'd need to keep in a temperature control environment. No, maybe not. I don't know about things. I think bone just, or does bone disintegrate? Could it be over thousands of years? Maybe. Mm. These were like, still, these were, yeah, like maybe 100 years old. So it's yes. 19th century. That means the 1800s. <laughs> do my math each time. 200 years old. I have to do it all the time with the centuries. I hate it's it. It's confusing. I hate it. I do. It's you're not alone. Just know you're not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's what that song is actually about. It is. Thank you, Michael Jackson. Why were you a weirdo? He would scour flea markets and um, go all over the country, like, to get his collected. Yeah, pickers. One day, Jessica called her mom. She, they talked every day. She couldn't reach her. And later on in the day, she called the police. It's a little extreme, but... Well, if you talk to your mom every day, several times a day, and you always talk to your mom on the way into work, right. and then she's not picking up, and you've called multiple times, so it's not an accident. Something is off. I would, I would call. 
and I was far away, I would definitely. You would call the police? Yeah. So the police go and they look outside the house, but nothing seemed to be disturbed. So they left. So Jessica and her husband drive five hours that night. This is still the first day to the house to check. Jessica sees that both cars are there. She pulls it. She opens the garage door. Both cars are in there. So she calls 911. She doesn't go inside. You think that's weird? Different strokes is the only thing I can say for that. I would go inside. You are a very curious person. I would go. I would have to go inside. I would not. Even if you knew it was something bad. Yeah, I would. I would have to go in just to make sure. Because what if you could help? What if somebody was like sick and you can't wait for the cops? Right. So I would maybe go and call the cops and go immediately back and look. But I would definitely not stand there and wait for officers to come before going in. I'd be calling and then in that house, period. I just feel like, what if I what if I walked in and my parents were naked? They hadn't called me because they were just being naked all day. It doesn't sound like something they would do. It doesn't. So I think that you would probably know that they weren't. And also, you get that <laughs> gut tingle. You know something's wrong. But what if that gut tingle says, you're about to see your mom naked? No, that's not a thing. That gut tingle is something is like not naked bad, like actually real actually. life bad. Yeah. The police put crime scene tape up and a bunch of cops come and they, the daughter's like, what's going on? No one's telling her anything. Finally, they tell her that uh, they're passed away and they think the deaths are not accidental. So we meet this one detective who I thought was kind of hot. He was like nerdy hot. Not the other one. The one that was kind of shaved head. Are you flipping kidding me? I thought he was nerdy cute. The one that talks like this, I will not make an inflection and inflection shows weakness. So I will speak like this he the was entire robotic. He's like the Terminator, like the Robert Patrick version of the Terminator. Yeah. You thought he was handsome? A little bit cute. Yeah. In a nerdy, cute way. Kimberly's hard up in quarantine, <laughs> y'all. This is not going well. Send her some send her some pics or something. <laughs> this has got to stop. I can't, I, I can't abide this anymore. I can't, I shan't. He's cute. Every episode since Ryan Ferguson, you've had like a new boyfriend, a new crush, and they're getting progressively weirder. That guy <laughs> has the emotion of a sea slug. Reboot. I liked him. <laughs> Could I date him? No, I Dennis, would need some more personality. I can't. Yeah, no, he is robotic. I will give you that. He's a little robot. There's one moment, especially where Dennis asks him something like, was that insane? And he's like, it was the craziest feeling in the world. It is. No, it is at the very end. We'll get to it. And I was like, come on. <laughs> Try. Give me something. He's a cop. He's very reserved. Give me the one tier of the littering Native American man on the side of the street. Just one tier. You don't have to go show any other emotion. He did. Oh, my gosh. Emily's uh, boyfriend, ladies and gentlemen. I I love him. The robot detective. You dated a guy that was very robotic like that. So don't I did. Get on so me. I know from whence I speak. <laughs> I know ex from experience what this is. Oh my goodness. So I'd be like, how was your day today? Anything exciting? And he'd be like, there were many exciting things that happened. And then he would just walk out of the room. Would you like to go to El Pollo Loco? I'll go to El Pollo Loco. I don't eat chicken. You know that. You know I don't eat chicken. Sometimes I forget after a difficult day. Would you like to go to Olive Garden? Like, that's, he's a robot. Okay, a, anyways. They have a BRC burrito at El Pollo Loco that's very good. Is it good? It doesn't look good to me. It's very good. The cheese gets all melty and you put that avocado salsa on it. It's very good. 
I love that. That avocado salsa I would buy in a bucket. They sh- Why aren't they selling it? That's a million dollar, billion dollar idea. Huge missed opportunity. It's delicious. But it probably has to be freshly made. Sometimes so they I have go to sell just it in for the that. deli section. Yeah. You just, you go, wait, you buy No, food, I make though, an right? excuse. I'm like, I'll get a little something, but really what I want is the big cup for the salsa. And then, and I always feel weird asking for it. Like they give me a look like, mm, and I'm like, yes. Mm. Yeah. Cause you just got a side salad. <laughs> I need it for my side salad. <laughs> um, so the cop sees Gary on the floor. This is weird. His pants were pulled down. I don't think we've seen that like ever, except for that guy who pretended that they kept pulling down his pants and he kept wetting his pants. I have a question for you. Do we find out why that is? No, we never find out. Then do we have to mention it? Should we kind of not mention it? I feel like it's a little weird. No, we have to mention it. They show the picture on Dateline. Why are his pants down? I think it must have happened during a struggle. I think we caught, I think they, where is he found exactly? Where in the house? He was found upstairs. She was downstairs. Is it possible he was going to the bathroom and tried to escape and didn't pull his pants up? Maybe. I feel like it's more likely that they pulled down his pants to make the, to throw off the police. That is a weird, that's or a weird thing. Or it just thing. happened in the struggle. Maybe they're the, like, my pants are always really, really loose because my, it just doesn't fit. So I buy pants too big. And then throughout the day, if I shrink, but so my pants fall down. But that happens to anyone. But like they fall down actively. If I'm just walking around the house, sometimes they get that loose. So what if this, what if that's what happened? I can tell you right now that Gary Terrell is a belt man. Oh, you're, yeah, you're right. But he's just at how, at his house. Why are you discounting my bathroom theory? Is there something that I'm missing for a reason that because he couldn't I have been? Because I want more respect for the victim than he died on the toilet like Elvis. He didn't die on the toilet. He got up from the toilet to go hear what was happening downstairs because he heard a kerfuffle and then Could be. started to pull it. And then probably didn't, what he probably didn't do was able to buckle his pants all the way because he's a belt man. So he's trying to like wrestle with his pants. He comes upstairs. Well, bam, that's the end of mm-hmm. that. So that makes sense. I feel like that's more likely of a scenario than he, than the person was trying to throw off the scent. Cause that's a weird way to throw off a scent. No, it's really weird. What's weird is that the person that killed him did not pull them up. It was weird that I suggested it even. It's not right. That's right. It's just not correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're just dead wrong. That's fine. Let me tell you why. Okay. <laughs> hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphin. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. So Jan is dead downstairs. She's hit on the back of the head. They think there has to be like money stuff involved, although there's still like half a million dollars of collectibles in the house. And Uh it doesn't appear that much was taken or if they don't know if anything was taken. But this giant safe they have that is like a they keep saying it's a tornado shelter. And I believe it's like a safe slash tornado. I think it's like it looks like a industrial sized fridge like a hotel would have in their kitchen. Um, I don't think, I think that's an actual tornado shelter. I think it's big enough that you could inside sit in Inside the bedroom um, or inside an office. 
I think they are not normally in Shelters there. were like detached. Like, and I thought they were underground usually. I was unawares well, of the above shelters that are like giant safes, but for people. Let me say this. I completely missed the whole thing because I thought that the tornado shed, that I kept hearing shed, and I thought it was outside. So I didn't even know no, it was No, it was inside. in an office. Because it was that big. It's yeah, literally was... like inside the house. So I kept thinking it was a safe, but then they'd call it a tornado shelter. So I think it's both. I think there are things that are like like half the size of a storage container that goes inside your house or maybe in your backyard and it's made of heavy metal so it won't get blown away or something. And you go and you stand in it, I guess, is what I'm thinking. We sound really dumb. Bear in mind, we're from California. So that might excuse some of our ignorance on this. I know we're going to get some help on tornado shelters. So maybe we're going to get a lot of help. Let's just leave it because it's coming. So let's just, we'll wait for your responses. I am going to get. We'll just wait. Yeah. Just don't be like, I can't believe you didn't know that. That's all I ask. I'm begging you. Because how much do you know about earthquakes? Me personally? No, I meant them. They, the ones that are going to come at me. They probably know a lot about everything. That's why they're coming at you. <laughs> I would assume that it's like know-it-all versus know-it-all in the smackdown of knowledge. That's right. That's how that works. It's not a bad thing. Look, I love no, know-it-alls. I'm a know-it-all. My whole families are know-it-alls. Don't I come from a long line of them. I am one. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Why do you think I liked you so much? <laughs> so this uh, tornado shelter slash safe um, has weird scratches on it, like someone was trying to break into it. Gary was beaten, but he was also shot. So that makes them think it was personal. They think they were killed the night before they were found. There's no weapon in the house, but there's some white flakes around the bodies. That's when I was like, oh, I totally know this episode. I've seen it before. Um, did you guess at that point what it was? Well, what was upsetting me is that they kept saying white flakes and they clearly looked like much larger than a flake. A flake of dandruff or a flake of lint are very small. So unless they're talking about a frosted flake, which is a big flake, I was irritated because I'm like, I think it was more like if you had if you had drying paint and you started chipping it off, those would be. They say that paint flakes, maybe. And that's what the size they were. Chips. (laughs) And then a larger thing would be like a shard. They had white shards. They were, you're right, you're right. They were tiny shards, I would say. Here's the deal. I think uh, Dateline and maybe Dennis himself was trying to pull a fast one by not saying shards. Because if he said shards, I would know what it was right away. But because they said flakes, I was like, flakes? Like snow, flakes, snowflakes. Like snowflakes? (laughs) Like frosted flakes? Do you see what I'm saying? That they were trying to throw us off on purpose? So No, because when I saw the pictures, I kind of figured it out. But also I had seen this episode before. So maybe that's, maybe I just. Well, I saw the pictures and thought that the pictures were blown up and was like, oh, okay. So they're kind of, are they big? Are they small? I was. I think unable- some were big and some were very small, but not dandruff small. I want you to be on my side on this one. I'm sorry. I agree. They were misleading. Yes, thank you. Out to trick us with their trickery. <laughs> yes, it was trickery. Dennis, Tom we Foolery. the Smurfies are peeved. We are royally ticked. We are royally ticked over here. Thank you. So um, they also find a white latex glove on the floor. So it was Michael Jackson pretending to be a doctor. I immediately thought the killer left it, but I also kind of thought people that have collectibles 
sometimes wear gloves to touch things, but I felt like usually they would wear like, um, like the gloves you would wear like on below deck, which I've finished binging finally. They, when they're setting the table with the silver wear, they wear white gloves, like, like a butler, you know, they white glove service, but they're caught. Yeah. They're not yes. like latex gloves. No, you can wear either one, but latex gloves are much cheaper than cotton gloves. And so, disposable. And cotton gloves also, as we know from the Jaclyn Hill lipsticks, holler back, who knows what I'm talking about. The fuzzy lipsticks. You remember from a few months before. Fuzzy lipsticks. She uh, she had said that the people in the factory were using white cotton gloves to handle the lipsticks, which is why they had white fur on them. And so no no place ever has anyone ever used white cotton gloves to handle makeup no. items. So it maybe was like the people actually at the department store, like in front of customers. But they're not but sold not on the a, people in the factory. They're sold online only. Yeah, no, factory people are always she an MLM. No, but I just realized that my standard of MLM may also apply to Jaclyn Hill. (laughs) That may have been a broad description. I thought that was Jeffree Star or someone else. Had the bad lipsticks? Yeah. No, Jeffree Star's got a whole other set of drama right now. So they don't know who the glove belonged to, belonged to the victim or the killer. They think uh, she was killed first and bludgeoned, and then they went upstairs and attacked him. But there's no signs of forced entry. So the person either had a garage door opener or a key, or they were let in. So they think they know the killer. Was the killer a family member? Jessica. Jessica. I wish you hadn't seen this one, because I want to know what you think at this point. I did not think it was her. I got a fairly good vibe from her. Did you think it was her husband? He he's a little harder to read. Yeah. He's a little harder to read. So I wasn't sure it wasn't the husband. Interesting. Okay, good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when there's intrigue. So Jessica would benefit the most. So she and her husband are suspects. So they bring them in to ask about them. And the detective throws out a theory that it was a murder-suicide just to kind of gauge her reaction. And she kind of goes with it like saying her dad was really depressed and had been making comments, like he was maybe going to hurt himself or something. So that's weird. And that detectives are like, that's not the answer we were looking for. That makes me really sad because they tricked her to try to trick her. And then they get this really sad story that made me really upset. I felt awful. I was I like, no, don't be on. No, they're trying to trick you. Like, they're oh. trying to trick you. They wanted you to be like, no, absolutely not. Because they knew it. They didn't think it was a murder suicide. So they were just throwing it out there. Trying to be super honest and like it back. And now we know that Gary was depressed and that's sad. So... I'm glad that upset you too. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. They thought it was weird that she drove so far and didn't go inside. I do think that's kind of weird, but maybe she just knew it was bad and she didn't want to see it. I don't know. I don't know. It's we can't, I want to do a poll on that. Let us know if you would go inside or not. They don't ask for lawyers. So they keep talking. They're saying in that tornado room shelter thing there's they they don't really even know what's in that room because they're not I guess allowed in there but they there's gold bars and silver bars and books that are signed by presidents and a lot of important stuff so the most valuable things are in there right I would think well no I mean yeah I guess well that was the mm. but the tusks they left out a lot of coins and all, so much stuff is left out too. I kind of felt like it was the stuff they wanted to display. The stuff like a gold bar you might not want to display, but it's worth a ton. But that's what I thought. 
I thought that was interesting. The brother, when, um, are you going to talk about what Gary's brother said about what, about how much, like, like the, the silverware? I don't want to jump. I don't remember that part. Oh, okay. So the brother said that's how he made a lot of his money in retirement was not the collecting of items, but was the buying and selling of silverware, of silver and gold objects. So silverware sets, things like that, they would melt them down and use the price for for the metal, for the gold or for the silver, or for the copper, or whatever it is, which I thought was fascinating because I don't know a lot about that, but it's crazy to me. Um the a material is worth that much. You know what I'm saying? I know when the object itself doesn't seem like it'd be worth that much. I know. Like silverware. But I love gold silverware. I've got like a hankering for it. I don't know what my issue with. I've loved it for a couple of years now. I think it's really neat looking. It's so stupid. You want to be like the lady of Versailles or something? With your fancy gold silverware? It doesn't have to be real gold. I like gold colored silverware because it's different. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of crazy looking. I like it. I'll buy you some cheap knockoff stuff. That'd be great. It's it more, might turn it, your hands green as you're It is eating. more expensive than you think. Let me tell you that. Even the cheap knockoff. I'm thinking about just spray painting my own silverware and calling it a day. And that might be toxic. Yeah. We'll think about it. But regardless, I, I think that that stuff was also, when he was actively selling, that's what was in the tornado shed. Oh, maybe because it wasn't a display piece. It was stuff he was working. That makes sense. Right. Not the books, though. The books, I would think, would be on display unless they're... They're too valuable. So I would say if it's worth over five grand, it goes in the vault. How much is a book signed by a president worth? I guess it depends very much on the president. A Nixon signed book (laughs) versus a W signed book. I would say Nixon is about 10 times more valuable. Really? Yeah. Because of the drama. W had drama too, but... Not the same kind of drama. It's not. Not the juicy kind. But I'm, I was assuming that it was like a book signed by like John Adams. Does that... That's... Like- that's No, 100%. I think you're right. And I think that that's... And that probably would need to be kept in a glass case or something. Like the Declaration of Independence. Like... It's going to get weathered. And is that room temperature controlled? Again, I know. I'm sorry. I keep going on about the stupid temperature control. If it's it's like a safe, like I'm picturing, but it's also for people, there must be vents or something. Yes. So there's circulation going. Yes. So there's like an air circulation system. So I don't know. God, one of those safes alone must be very expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like a panic room. But it's a separate room, not built into a wall or something. It's like a secret room. It's a separate case, a crate that someone just dumped in your house. And well, that's I don't your think panic room. They expected the collection to ever be as big as it is, right? And so they didn't build a panic room because they built that house or they designed that house. So they didn't know. And then, yeah, they had to get the shit. So detective says to the, de- Dennis says to the detectives, so you intend to sweat them about Jessica and her husband, Jason. So the police, they let them go, but they hold Jessica's car to test it. Then Jessica has to call her uncle, Gary's brother, to let him know. And he's devastated, but he's also a lawyer. So he knows right away, he's like, girl, you're a suspect. Jessica, baby girl, Jessica, you're in trouble. So the police call in them again, Jessica and Jason, and they give their alibi for the night before when they think they were murdered. And they separate them at this point. Yes, this time they separate them. They, Jason says they went to Pizza Hut the night before at their house, which is, again, five hours away. Um, And he says there's no reason that they would want to hurt her parents. Jessica says that they paid her cell phone bill and her car insurance. And that was it. 
but if she ever wanted for anything, they would give her. If they, she ever was in money trouble or anything, they would help her out. She wasn't holding any grudges against them. Right. They were very close. They went to Taco Bell, not Pizza Hut. Where'd you get Pizza Hut? I wrote down Pizza Hut. Is it because of the combo? Why did I write Pizza Hut? Are you sure? I thought it was Taco Bell. I heard Pizza Hut. Oh my God, that's so weird. But you just watched it, right? And I watched it yesterday. I did. I just... But still, I wrote I wrote my notes when I watched it. So I wrote Pizza did Hut. Did they go to a Taco Bell Pizza Hut? And does he say both of them? And you heard one and I heard the other? She got the burrito. I got the personal pan. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's what makes our marriage work. It's spicy, but opposites attract. I, we need to find out. I'm very curious. I know which one of us was right. So stay tuned. Maybe we'll tack it on at the end. <laughs> so Jessica says that she loved them um, and she voluntarily gives a DNA sample. So does Jason, though. Did you think less less suspicious when he gave his DNA? I wasn't sure. We just didn't have any other suspects at this point. And I'm like, That's true. I hope it's not the husband. She just lost both her parents and she's an only child. And yes. well, also, they kept calling him her husband, but I believe he was the fiance at this time. Yes. Because they do keep calling. Maybe I just kept writing husband, fiance. So the police go and try and verify their alibis. They go to the Pizza Hut slash Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> unsure. Um, then something happens that Dennis says was a huge bingo moment. And I was like, are we playing bingo? Yes, we are. Does Dennis know about our bingo? This yeah. is in 2016. Did you know about the bingo before the show started? No, bingo is just a common phrase and I'm making everything about me. Um, <laughs> so the, this is so sad. Okay, so the reason I said fiance, Jessica is engaged to this guy and Jason and the day she was supposed to go wedding dress shopping, she buried both of her parents. <gasps> yeah, that that's a bit So, much. and she's now a, a, a suspect and everyone around town knows she's a suspect. So we meet this secretary at her dad's school. And um, I loved this secretary, Linda. Me too. Loved. So first, she's like emphatic that it wasn't Jessica. She felt so bad for Jessica. And she keeps telling Dennis. Dennis goes, your circle didn't believe it. And she's like, my circle, my circle did not believe it. Wow. I'm saying, my circle. And I was like, can I be part of your circle, Linda? Because I love you. So finally, the police, finally, I think it only took a week or two, realized that the, they, that Jessica and Jason are innocent. They right. have alibis. Again, the burrito slash pizza. They just didn't have anyone else. But I'm sort of like, well, don't waste time. If you think it's not them, if you have a reasonable, like, guess that it's not them, you better get mm -hmm. hit the, whatever, hit the pavement, mm -hmm. figure out who it is. But you got to start circle. The circle starts small and then goes out on except that one date line where they were like what you do is you start with every um stranger in the entire city and then you slowly work your way in to the known people man that was weird what episode was that that was the weirdest thing that was beyond frustrating because that's not what you do that's not what you do even we know that but maybe we think we do and that's not real detective work but i think i think but we're watching real detectives on all these shows and they're telling us that's not what you do. And we've never heard that before. Yeah, that's not. Joe right. Kenda will tell you that's not what you do. So come on. So the DNA on the white latex glove was an unknown male. So they have they try some sleuthing. They try some. I, I wrote down. So they try some unknown sleuthing. 
Didn't know what that means. Um, I think what I was trying to say is Jessica and Jason get to sleuthing once Ooh. they've been let off the hook. So they go around the parents' house and they notice that there are some things that are different. Mm-hmm. The walrus tusks and figurines, some are missing and some have just been moved. Thought mm. that was weird. One of the walrus tusks could be the weapon. Mm-hmm. Because they still haven't found what hit him in the head. Right. And sorry, remind me how she was, how she... She was hit in the back of the head. Again, okay, got it. Someone was at Gary's desk and messing around things on his desk. There was a bag of coins that was worth 20 grand that he had sitting on his desk that he would go through. And it looked just like normal change to people. So the killer has to be someone who knows about coins or collections. Because it looks like that random thing of coins that that freaking lady called the cops on. Yeah, the change in your car. It looks like change in your car change. The change, the pennies, the dirty, crusty pennies that and, and dimes and things you don't need for anything you don't need for a meter, basically, was left in that little cup. They stole that from her and she called the police. Whatever. <gasps> it's her prerogative. Are <laughs> they connected? Are the two cases connected? That's not what I was thinking, but now I am. Now I have a whole new set of questions. Let's come back to this. Put a pin in that. Connection? Connection. What state was that in? What episode was that even? Missouri, Iowa. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, So the brother thinks that maybe someone followed him home after he was doing a deal for gold or silver and like knew, you know, followed him because they knew he had just gotten some stuff. That sounds like drugs. Sub stuff. It sounded like a drug deal. Um, yeah. It's this whole thing sounds very. This whole world that I'm learning about with the coin collector sounds. I think there are probably some shady people in it. Like a definitely. Drug deal. There are no suspects though. No friends knew really how much money they had. They were very modest and they didn't know how much all this stuff was worth. And apparently, he only sold with sold with reputable gold sellers. So I guess not like a drug deal at all. What's a reputable gold seller? Like has a good, has been in that area for decades and has established clientele. And so someone not on TV or someone on TV? You're trying to know if it's the people that you see on it, like pawn shows and the American Picker. Pawn Stars is reputable for sure. Yeah, I think they are reputable. But okay. I don't know. He's definitely not selling at pawn stores. I think he's selling with private collectors. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, how do you know who these people are? Is there like a secret... Well, if he's been doing it for 10 years or whatever, 15 years, I don't know, 20 years, then you also probably word of mouth. You probably hear from other people at, are there conventions? There, oh, definitely for all of the collections. But the thing is, he's a collector of all of it. So how does it work for him? And also- It's a full-time job. That's why he retired. And also, isn't it kind of weird that like, how do you break into that business? You have to like prove yourself because- You're like, I have one penny- Right. I don't think we would be I have this Susan B. Anthony coin. (laughs) Ma'am, that's not Susan B. Anthony. That is the Statue of Liberty. She's on all pennies. You are Good day, sir. I said good day, sir. I apologize. That is Lincoln. That is a regular penny. Goodbye. And it says nineteen ninety two on the back. So (gasps) Well, I clearly need glasses. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. I'll see myself out. Thank you. (laughs) So Gary's um, best friend, here we go, Mark Porter, prominent guy around town, former school superintendent, the secretary, 
Linda. I thought for a brief moment she was a little hot for Mark because she says he's very handsome. He's dressed so well. He drove a Jaguar. And I was like, she's hot for superintendent. But wait. So the police pull in this Mark. He's known Gary through the school for about 20 years, and he knew about the coin business because he had started getting into it, and Mark was kind of teaching him. I think you need an entry point. It's like like a cult. You might need an entry person. But so I think maybe it's like to the coin collection, you have to have a mentor. Maybe it's like a, a sorority, big sis, little sis. No, it's like card counting in Vegas. It's like there's a team of people that do it. But in order to get in, you got to prove yourself on your wiles. And so then like somebody knows somebody and they're like, I'm going to introduce you to my guy. And then that guy trains you to be able to count cards. And then you all go in on it together and have like a pool and then come out with a ton of money. But still what I'm saying is so there is someone that vouches for you. There is. Yeah. Um, so he so Mark is looking to Gary as his voucher. Um, mm -hmm. Before I forget, M Gary's brother's name, Larry. I know I was OK with it. Okay. Um, really, anything that I think is weird that it happens on Dateline, I go to our listeners on Twitter and they always tell me a random story about someone they went to school with. And it's always way way worse. So even like anytime we've had twins on here that we thought name were funny names, you guys have had way funnier names that you went to college with. In real life stuff is way funnier. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark says that Gary ran ads in the paper. That seems really shady. That seems like a dangerous way to get yourself killed, to run ads in the paper that you want to sell large amounts of gold or purchase large amounts of gold. Well, I've seen the ads. It says, buy, sell, gold. That was Gary. Yeah. I found him. But then if you're showing up, they know you're going to show up with a big wad of cash. Or maybe, do they do checks? No, it seems like it would all be cash. Money order. Oh, maybe a money order. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You go to the bank together. Oh, that's the safe way to do it. Um, yep. Then you're not just going to get murdered at the spot. Exactly. You're going to get murdered later. Yeah, that's fine. He also met with people in hotels. They would do a lot, I think, conventions, but also like just random hotel. This would be a great thing to do if you were like, is, a hooker? is I was trying to be nicer and say, like, is this collecting sort of like um, a cover up for like a swingers ring or something? No. But it would be a great place to meet people like that. I see where the two could like maybe be at next door to each other. Tangents. And it would not be, yeah. Tangents. So Mark says that Gary was going to sell 50000 in gold for cash at a meeting. Scary. Hmm. How does Mark know that? It is for cash. They're best friends. If I was going to go sell $50,000 worth of anything, I you would be like, how in the world do you have $50,000? I would. I'd be like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> You've been lying. I've been lied to. 50,000? And I mean, you'd be like, are you sure you don't mean five? Wait, how do you even have five? Yeah, wait. <laughs> what is Hold happening? on. Do you mean 0.5? That I could buy. I could buy 0.5. So he's he said he had seen texts on Gary's phone. And like Gary had said, well, you were spawned to this person, like handed him his phone or something. And he saw that this guy was asking him for money. So there was a couple, he said people were always asking Gary for money. 
which is funny because everyone else said that no one really knew how much he was worth. But I think those are friends. So I think these people that were asking for money are more associates in the trade. But would you, I would assume that Gary had money. I would just. From the tornado shelter. But you wouldn't see that if you were just a friend and it's in the office, you might not know. Saw the door to the tornado shelter. I'd be like, I got to get in that door. If I was a criminal. (laughs) I'd be like, I got to get in there. What if it's just a tornado shelter? You'd be like, all there is is well, then you would have is water, water and, canned and work for nothing. But if you did. But what if it wasn't? What if this was the payday? Your ship had finally come in. Uh-uh. No, I'm not going to kill you because of a tornado shelter. Uh, I don't have one, so I'm OK. Yet. If I move to an area where there is a tornado, I would get a tornado shelter. If I well, could keep one. all your gold in it. <laughs> really quick. How much Troll gold do you dolls. have? Trolls us. How much gold do you have? Really fast. Answer. <laughs> Five, four, three. How much gold? None. Oh, all right. Did you think you would trick me? Yeah, that was really slow. You answered extremely slowly, which makes me think that you have a lot of gold. Like I gotta make gold a gold cubes? Like, <laughs> just have gold? What's gold bullion? I know. I was thinking that too. I almost said bullion. Even my mom is always trying to give me like rings and stuff. Like, well, now take them. We can melt it down. She wants me to take her wedding ring when she goes, and I'm like, I, I, I don't. No, I don't like that, jewelry. That you have to keep in it. No, you, that's not for you. You keep the it in wedding, a little velvet the wedding, pouch. The ring I would keep, but nothing. She's like trying to give me like old stuff too, and I don't want it. I know. I think it's very nice that she wants to give me things. I just don't want. I'm not a stuff person. I'm not a jewelry person. So. I, you have I would, to take the wedding photos. Ring. I like if I, I would look, rather have photo albums or something. Yes, I will take the ring unless my brother wants to give it to a gal. Is a wedding ring or an engagement ring? I think they're connected, aren't they? Oh, I think on my mom's they're connected. I Does she be have a diamond in her ring? Yeah. Then no, it goes to your brother. Okay. If he wants to propose to a girl, but I would split the rings and then you keep a band. I don't know why I'm doing your estate planning. I'm. I don't I'm out. want. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to wear it, but like I would just, it would just sit there and I'm not going to have children. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. So it needs to go to Matt who may have children. Right. And then right. it can go to Anything his is wasted on me. Okay. So Gary also had guns in every drawer of the house. And some of them were collector's guns, like from wars, but some of them were like guns. Like I think he had guns too, to protect his stuff because he had so much, so many valuables. Um, Gary was supposed to meet Mark the night of the murder, but didn't show up. Suspicious. He said, oh, Dennis said that Gary's money was catnip to all kinds of folks. Oh my gosh. Dennis. Dennis! What are we doing? What are you we doing, kill Dennis? Me. You just slay me, Dennis. So delightful. He said that people were always asking him for money. They were supposed to meet that night of the murder at a McDonald's. And Mark waited for Gary for 45 minutes, but Gary didn't show up. Why are they meeting at McDonald's? To, like, eat, eat a burger together? The McDonald's, the Taco Bell, the Pizza Hut. The Pizza Hut that was maybe Taco Bell. And now McDonald's. This episode is fast food heaven. But it reminded me that I'm trying to eat better and cook at home. Did you oh. know that? Yeah. Is uh, most of your time spent curating your collection of vintage figurines from the 80s movie Grease 2? Don't judge me. Does your collection of toothpicks that have been used by celebrities need your constant attention? That can be so time consuming, especially if you're going to take pride in your work. Maybe you should try cooking at home with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit delivery service. 
HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit because they're delicious. Yes. Um, they have family-friendly recipes. They have low-cal recipes, vegetarian recipes, all amazing. Like you can't go wrong with any of them, but it's kind of can fit whatever your family's needs are. And they're all ready in 30 minutes. Some of them are even 20 minutes. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. So with all the time, you'll save grocery shopping, prepping food. You can collect probably up to 15 more vintage mustard bottles a week, which is now a thing I just decided I'm going to start collecting. Yeah, that sounds great. Also, HelloFresh promotes sustainability. Their carbon footprint is 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals. Wow. Because of the packaging. Is that not amazing? That's great. I recently had the zucchini and tomato flatbreads with ricotta and like unreal. It was so good. It's also one of the meals that they advertise as fast cleanup, which I love because it's not just fast to prepare. I don't like if it's maybe fast to prepare, but then it takes two hours to clean up and you're like, it took me 20 minutes to eat it. I'm a lot faster, actually. It takes me like two minutes to eat it. So some of them are like even fast cleanup, which is amazing. Our listeners can try out HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, by going to HelloFresh.com slash date dateline 10 and use code date dateline 10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash date dateline 10 and use the code date dateline 10, 10 free meals, including free shipping. Come on. You know what? Just keep it fresh. Come on, y'all. It's time to get fresh. Hello, fresh. Get fresh, girl. Instead of get funky, keep it fresh. Freshness flavor. Sorry, I'm in the Mentos mood again. Hello, freshness. Hello, freshness in there. Hello, freshness. Hello, fresh is good and fun. Hello, freshness. (laughs) Thanks, hello, fresh. Thank you, hello, fresh. So Mark gets stood up at this McDonald's. Mm-hmm. waits for 45 minutes for him. Seems kind of like a long time to wait for somebody. What are you doing in the McDonald's parking lot for 45 minutes? Nothing I thought going. he was inside. I assumed he was inside. Maybe he was at the parking lot. Do you think he went in? If McDonald's is not a place where you are waiting in the car to go in before your friend arrives, like, because you have to wait to be seated. You could just go in, right? Yeah, but then you're just sitting there. Sitting in McDonald's like a... If you're a gobbler, you eat your food in 30 seconds, and then you're like, well, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. No, you're right. I don't know. Um, so I just thought maybe you could get a table before you order, and then you just sit there like a weirdo at a McDonald's, just people watching and not eating. Yeah, so that's that not doesn't great. work. Yeah, that's, that's not, not a good look. So he drives to Gary's house, and no one answers. Unclear. He didn't seem to call him a lot from the McDonald's. We'll get to that. Gary yeah. had stood him up before. So Mark didn't think anything of it, yet he still drove across town to check on him. Um, And then he decided, well, I'm going to get some work done. So he goes to his office at IBM and went to work for a couple hours. He works at IBM? IBM, yeah. He even has an IBM jacket in one of the pictures, or a little shirt that says IBM. But he's a superintendent? No, he was a former superintendent. And now he works at IBM. So That's weird. He makes good money at both jobs. That's important. So the police are thinking, why didn't he call him if he was waiting for so long? Why wouldn't you call him from the McDonald's? And also, if you weren't concerned, why did you drive all the way across town to check on him when his IBM office was right across the street from the McDonald's? So it's like he had to double back. If he was just going to go to work, that's weird. 
So Gary's brother tells police that Mark had asked Gary for a loan of $250,000. Wow. That's a quite a loan. That's like a bank loan. That's not like a person loan. So the, there's an email that he wrote to Gary. And in the email, Mark says, I am $99,000 in debt. And I owe someone, he says, I owe Millie. To which I was like, who the F is Millie? Who's Millie? Who is Millie? Is it Millie from Bob's Burgers? That creepy sociopath girl? Is it Millie? Maybe. Is it Millie as in Vanilli? (laughs) Name it on the rain. This Millie had an I at the, I mean, the E at the end. What if it was just M-I-L-L-I? Is it Millie? Is it the girl from Stranger Things? Is it? That would be nice. There we go. Okay. That makes sense. That checks out. So I don't think she lives, she's not from the United States. She lives, she's Australian or something. No, she's um, British. Whatever. Um, For goodness sakes. So he will pay Gary back with interest if Gary loans him the money. And then he says, Mm -hmm. I love our friendship and I wouldn't do anything to hurt it. So I totally understand if it's a no, stuff like that. Then he says, I'm going to include it with this email, the title to my motorcycle, kind of as collateral. So if, if Gary thinks that Mark isn't keeping his end of the deal, he can take the motorcycle. But also, he says, you can give this email to Paula, who I'm assuming is Mark's wife. And he says, all hell will break loose. So she obviously does not want him to be borrowing money, but she also doesn't know about the debt. He says, I don't want my family to like be burdened by any of this. So he's keeping all this a secret. Why is he borrowing $250,000 if he only owes Millie Vanilli 99? No, he owes he owe he's in debt 99,000 and he owes Millie and then the email cut off on the screen couldn't tell how much he owes Millie or who Millie is. So okay, he okay. owes both. And so okay. Millie does not sound like a a bookie. Are there bookies named Millie? Sure. Sure. Okay, maybe there yeah. are. Yeah. That make, okay, checks out. Katie says yes. I say yes. But does that mean he owes Millie $150,000? Maybe That's so. That's crazy. That's why I'm asking. That's okay, crazy. So then he says uh, it's signed your friend, Mark. So Gary did not even consider it for a second, Jessica, the daughter says, because he told Jessica about it. He said he would never do that, but also he said he didn't have that kind of money. He had a lot of stuff that was worth a lot of money, but he didn't have like he wasn't liquid in that kind of money. So Mark made good money himself as a school superintendent. And now he's at IBM making six figures. So he makes really good money. So they think he must be into something. And I was yeah. immediately, I wrote blow, hookers, garbage pill kid cards. Because <laughs> uh, now I feel like everyone's collecting a lot of weird stuff. I did used to collect garbage pill kit stuff too. Uh, when I was a kid, when I was like a little kid, I loved those. If you don't know what we're talking about because you're too young, Google them. They're like Cabbage Patch people, but they like they're they like live in dumpsters and sewers, and they're like pus filled Peter. They're like the Mad Magazine version yes. of garbage. And I kids. loved them. I was not allowed to love them, but I secretly <laughs> loved them. <laughs> I can totally see that your mom would be like, "Those are not appropriate." 
Oh, yeah. I wasn't even allowed to look at them. Yeah. All right. So fun. So Mark is being interviewed by the detectives and they say, did you ever borrow money from Gary? He says, no. Did you ever ask to borrow money from Gary? No. But they have this email. Mm-hmm. So he's fully lying. Then he, they said, well, do you have any debts? No, I don't have any debts. I don't have gambling debts. I've never asked for a loan. Nothing. Will you give us DNA? No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on that. Um, okay, mm-hmm. can I ask why? I just think um, I'm going to talk. Maybe I like get some legal, you know, just, just I want to understand the legalities of it first. Okay. That's his right. So then, but it makes you look so guilty. Yep. Cause he's your best friend. He's your best friend. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying don't get a lawyer, totally get a lawyer. Hopefully, the lawyer will convince you that a DNA sample might help the police out. So then Dennis goes to a coin shop. Adorable. He walks into a little, like a coin shop with um, bars on the windows, shakes the owner's hand, sits down on a stool at the counter. It's Dennis is in hog heaven. What does Dennis collect? Dennis is some sort of a collector. He walks in and says, he doesn't even say hello, walks in, holds out his hand and says, so overnight, this little tiny pawn shop in Pukoyimi, <laughs> blah, 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 became a big, a big deal in a murder case, huh? He does this full like sentence question mark. And the guy behind the counter is like delighted. He's got these eyeballs are all big. Oh my gosh. It's- I was adorable it's and let's so also have you guys weigh in on what we think dennis collects because when we asked what dennis did at the gym or for walk for like exercise we got the best responses like someone said he walks on a treadmill with a towel around his neck for 15 minutes and then he he lifts those um those old-fashioned timey medicine balls and uh, I thought that was really funny. I'm guessing it might be something like fishing hooks, something in a tackle box. Oh, that he collects. Vintage. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to think. Or maybe something memorabilia. They said, um, Josh says that Dennis is really, like, he's into history stuff. It could be something simple like rare books, something like he's that. He's like a World War One buff or something. Maybe. Interesting. Like, I don't know. Okay. Do you, do you kind of feel like it could be like old TV guides? Yes. Could be that too. Oh my gosh. I can see a ton of different stuff for him. Okay. I don't know. Dennis, you're an enigma to us. I have to say. Yeah. So a delightful one. In the best way. So he says to the coin guy, a man came in with a tub of coins the day after the murder. And this man says, yeah, no big deal. Like he came in, I sorted them and then I melted them down. I melted some of them down. So the total that he gave the man for the coins was $18,000. And remember the daughter had said there was a bag of $20,000 coins that was missing. Well, that's what was weird is it was only worth 18,000 melted. He didn't melt them down yet. He gave him a price for if the coins were the face value of the coin or the melted value of I the coin. I thought coins. some were the coins and some were melted. He was going to melt them. So the melted value would be 18 grand. The face value was like 2000. It was a crazy difference. Isn't that wild? The coins are worth the more because of the metal. Yeah. Yes. Now we know. Well, I think there's stuff about the penny and why they want to discontinue the penny. And I think some of it has to do with copper. I don't know if you know if they use copper anymore. Well, and these are old coins that like they're valuable just because of what I they're made out of. I think cost more to make than they are worth or something like that. That's, oh, that's why they weird. want to abolish the penny. 
Um, they've been wanting to abolish the penny for like years. How and do years. you get rid of a one cent piece? It's, I mean, there's articles and articles and, you know, finance people and people really want to do it because our society's moving away from cash. There are certain countries where they have basically no cash societies. It's all electronic. Which societies are those? Countries. There are countries that are... Where? I'm Googling it. What countries have only, have no paper currency, no physical currency whatsoever? Sweden. Has no physical currency? No, I mean, they have it, but society doesn't use it anymore. So, like, you could still go to the bank and get some, but most but places will only take credit cards. So, Sweden wow. is the first Scandinavian country. It says China is mad about QR codes. <laughs> but really, Sweden is the big one, I guess. Weird. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Oh, there's a bunch of other ones that are going that way. You can still get it, though. It's not that it's not there. No, you can still get it. It's just it's harder to spend because small businesses won't take it. They'll just take, you know. Yeah, like that makes Everywhere sense. takes credit card. Okay. So I love when I when that I knew something. Sorry, I'm just going to relish in it for a second. It makes me so happy. You did good. I, I heard I was listening to NPR. It paid off all that time. I got one answer right. <laughs> it's totally worth it. Worth it. <laughs> but I want to feel smart. Okay. So, so um, they have the security footage from the coin place and the guy looks like Mark. You know why? Because it was Mark. No. Why else? Because he looks like a normal white dude. Because he's wearing the same dang shirt he's wearing in the police interview. It's literally, I was shocked. I was like expecting to see a guy. It's the blue shirt, the blue polo. He's wearing the same shirt. Is that his IBM shirt? I think it is. Because one of his shirts has a has the IBM logo right here. Go look. It's the exact same blue polo shirt. So it probably is the IBM shirt. He's clearly not trying to hide himself. Like he's not like tilting his head down or like being suspicious in the video. Idiot. He even leaves a copy of his ID with, for the sale. The guy had to make a copy of his driver's license. And it's smart. But he says, he does say and can say that they're not his coins. Because there's no way of knowing at this point if they were the exact coins. He had a coin collection of his own. Is it tacky that he happened to go do it the day his friend was found murdered? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But he can't go to jail for being tacky. Maybe he hadn't gotten the word yet. Because it, it, he traded them in the day after the murder, which was the day everyone found out and found him. But maybe he hadn't heard yet. That's nice of you to say that. I'm trying. But Gary's brother had always had bad feelings about Mark. And Jessica, the daughter, always thought he was bad news. And then he acted weird after, too. He didn't show up to the funeral, even though he was a really, really close friend of Gary's. So she thought that was so suspicious. That seemed to be the thing. Yeah. But I think even that before that, she thought he was bad news. I mean, the, Gary had told Jessica he asked her for $250,000. So I think she always thought he was not great. Yeah, a schlub. Then we find out that the secretary... Nancy Luttrell, who I love, who I thought was hot for him and I was wrong, said she hated working with him. And she actually quit because there was something so off about him. She thought he was a psychopath or something. And she was scared. So I wrote down that she needs to join our detective agency. Yep. She's got good gut instincts. Gut in I wrote for her gut alone. Yep. Like, we need you, Nan. Nancy, you're with us, girl. 
What a good judge of character is she? That she, and to be that weirded out by him that you quit your job. Yeah. Because you, there's no one had anything like specific to say bad about him. She just thought he was so weird. Like just something was wrong. Something was wrong. And she thought he was a psychopath. So that's good for her. Good for for you. Following her gut. Yeah. Yeah. So the police talked to Mark's wife and she said, I, she couldn't reach Mark the night of the murders. This is why you got to get your story straight with your spouse, guys. Mark's wife is a damn it, Janet, who oh, yeah, completely. ruined that because of the, did he come home to wash his bloody jeans? If everyone remembers that story. So you need to get your story straight, kids. The police start doing undercover surveillance of Mark trying to get his DNA. So they'd mm-hmm. watch him eat his lunch and he would get a cup, but he'd keep the straw with him. So they think he knows that he's being watched or he's just, he collects straws, maybe. Do you think he knows? I don't think he collects straws. Although I've seen people on Hoarders have a straw collection. Oh, sure. Yeah. Some of them collect that little plastic thing that goes, the straw goes through from the McDonald's cup. Just they have a bag full of those. I know we can't talk about that. It makes me so sad because sometimes it's those kinds of things that they have the hardest time getting rid of. And you're just like, it's pure garbage. And it's so hard to watch. I got my dad hooked on it. My dad is now hooked with hoarders. I can't watch it. Like sometimes it makes me sick to my stomach. I, I haven't so been bad. able to watch it in a minute. It's depressing. Mm-hmm. So they follow Mark to an oil chain shop and the undercover detective chats up Mark, like becomes friends with him. Mark is drinking a cup of coffee. He lets his guard down enough that he leaves the coffee cup there. So they test the DNA and it's a match. Oh. And Dennis says to my boyfriend, uh, does your dashboard just light up when you hear that? Okay, that's a delightful way of saying that, Dennis. I love you. And my boyfriend is very calm and says... Calm? Uh, I can't describe the emotion. I can't... That's not how he says it. The emotion... Beep, beep. I can't describe the emotion. Did not literally move any muscle <laughs> in his face. So either he's been to see Dr. Sismore to get the shots, or, I mean, honestly, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, I know. I know. He's just, he's probably good at his job, but man, he is very emotionless. <laughs> so I'm emotional Wait. enough for everybody. It's fine. So they arrest Mark. At, she's rolling her eyes. They arrest Mark at work. And he, instead of saying you've got the wrong guy, he just says, okay. So that's interesting. I don't know if I respect that. I don't know how I feel about that. That was like, I don't know. Okay. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I, okay. Okay. It's yeah. time. Well, all right. Let's go. I had a good run. Weird. Okay. Weird. So Jessica, when she heard, hears, she falls to the floor. She needed the vapors. And um, the secretary, Nancy, gives the best reaction ever. I have rewound it like three times. She, she, I don't know if I'm going to be able to capture it. Because she goes, she's like, no, no, Mark, no. (laughs) But one of the things is like an ew. Like her expression is like, ew. Um, Yeah, was was that because of the pants? No, I don't think that I don't think they even released the pants information. To why the did they talk to us about the pants then? Because I can't stop thinking about them. And so why did that happen? Why did they tell us? I'm upset. Why are you laughing at me? It was the it's upsetting. No, no, it's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. I, 
I don't know. We're never gonna know. What if we write to Mark in prison? And surprise, he goes to prison. Uh, what if we write to him and ask him, what? when did his pants come off? Was there a struggle? If that's all we've got, let's do it. If that's all we can do, then we're going to have to do it. I'm writing Sheila Javelu. You're writing Mark. So they bring in the wife and she's totally in denial. And she says, when does he say he was there at the house? And they say, actually, he says he went over there the night of the murder. And she says, okay, still circumstantial. No, it was like that he was there the time of the murder. The time of the murder. Time. And she goes, uh, yeah, well, uh, Okay, still circumstantial. Circumstantial. She's she's trying to put such a good spin on it. So Mark gets a big time lawyer who says that Mark is very smart and has five college degrees. So Mark and Gary would put on gloves and go through their coins together. So the fact that there's that one glove doesn't mean anything. Although the family had said they kept the house really neat. And the fact that there was like one random glove was very out of place. The selling of the coins the next day that's a big coincidence. They they thought he was in debt with a bookie or the mob. That was interesting. But the police mm. can't find any evidence of it. So they just don't totally feel like they have an airtight case. So they decide to make a plea. He'll plead guilty for no death penalty, but he won't get a chance of parole until he's 80. So good luck to him. So he goes to prison. And then Jessica gets married to Jason without her parents there. Larry, Gary's brother, walks her down the aisle. And I cried. Precious moments. It was a lot. That was It was brutal. really sweet. Also, Jessica set up a scholarship in her parents' names, which I thought was really sweet. And she takes care of the house that she loved, they love so much. I don't know if she, um, she was clipping the roses. I don't know if she lives there with Jason or she just like keeps the house and doesn't sell it. And it's just like, or keeps it as a museum. I would turn it into an antique shop probably until everything sold and then I would close the shop. But I would just keep it like that and then open it to special collectors, things like that, like by appointment only. Oh, that's then a good idea. And you could idea. just slowly sell off the collection because she's not going to want to keep it, like all of it, you know, take the things that are important, but then... Yeah. That's what I would do. And then it's like a loving memory that lasts a few years and it's sweet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's kind of going to all different people that might appreciate it. Exactly. It's going to the people that really want it instead of just doing it in a garage sale. People, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. This episode is dedicated to our Patreon, Justine, who we love. Love, love, love. She hosts Starship Therapies. See, she and a co-host. They're both amazing. It's this show that I listen to when I need to calm down. They're both therapists and they do it like this um, mock Star Trek type. um, Really? Like they call each other captain and well, one of them's the captain, one of them's the other. I'm not good with Star Trek, but they talk about like therapy stuff and stuff in pop culture. They're diehard for the shows that fangirl geek stuff people love you know that oh i love it that's amazing so they're really awesome you should check them out so this is basically a patreon thank you and also a promo for starship therapies because they're really fun also justine's sister rachel is also a patronus and has been since 2018 she's a pastor and she's amazing too so um they're just good people like really good people um so thank you all of you ladies thank you justine um to check out Starship Therapies. 
Starship Therapies. But I knew that that's what it was called, Starship Enterprise. You could, that's good. You can check out Starship Enterprise too. It's just maybe not as calming or fun to listen to. For some as people, maybe. Starship Therapies. Maybe. For some people, do some people watch it and like, is it their chill out show? Yeah, for sure. Like, maybe. You're probably right. Yeah. I don't know. Excuse me. I, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm so sorry. You have plenty of other shows to watch. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I should start now. Um, no, God forbid you get into that. Seriously, please. There was one episode of um, Bob's Burgers and Te- they're like, Teddy, do you have plans tonight? He's like, I have DVR'd every episode of this show called Law and Order. I have 500 saved up. And she's like, ooh, Law and Order, crime and like murder. And he goes, don't ruin it for me. No spoilers. But he's going to start at the beginning. This show I've never seen called Law and Order. I might do that with Star Trek. I'll be like, episode one. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's what I should have done when the quarantine started. That's a quarantine starter show. It might be too late. I don't think it's too late at all. I think you need to pick a new show. I think I it's need time. to pick a new show. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing Ozark. I'm still on season one. I think I was on season one six months ago. Oh, my God. I like it, though. Yes. Liking it's good. What do you have for B-roll Bonanza? I have, um, there's a photo of him carrying two very large yams, I want to say. What are, they do look like yams. Gourds. They were gourds of some sort. What's a gourd? Are you just saying a word? No. Gourd is a thing. It's like a vegetable. A gourd is not a vegetable. It's like a oblong um, plant. Oh, interesting. What is it? It is. It's a fleshy, typically large fruit with a hard skin, some varieties of which are edible. This looks like a squash to me. Is this a funny squash? Somebody knew about gourds and somebody knew about Sweden. And I got criticism for both. It is a hard, you know a lot about Scandinavian countries and hard-shelled ornamental fruits. Next time I say something, I don't want to hear. Next time I say anything Scandinavian-wise in that region, I don't want to hear. No, it's not. I want to hear, this is your area of expertise, Kimberly. Scandinavia. Who are the Dutch again? Where is the Netherlands? What does it connect with? What are the countries that surround the Netherlands? Belgium. I'll do this. I have to do the Seinfeld routine to know it, but then I know it. <sighs> All right. So can you tell me what um, a loofah tastes like? A loofah? It's another large ornamental fruit. L-U-F-F-A. Oh, I don't think. Is it pronounced loofah like that? Like a loofah? L-O-U-F-A? What's a loofah? I want to be your loofah. <laughs> It's slightly bitter. It has an aftertaste. It has an oaky afterbirth. I don't think you could eat one. Oh my goodness. This is really funny. Oh, It has like nothing in it. These have five grams of carbohydrate, 248 milligrams of potassium, and a lot of fiber. So if you can stand the taste of a gourd, they're probably pretty good for you. I think they taste like cardboard though. I feel like people use them more for decorations around Thanksgiving. They're called ornamental fruits for a reason. It says some varieties. It basically might as well say some varieties are edible, question mark. I don't think they are. Don't eat that. Don't eat a gourd. Mm. Jessica and her husband, she had a B-roll where she's serving him coffee. It was like a joint Folgers moment, but they didn't actually drink it. They were just serving it. And then there was one where she was looking through a photo album. Yes, she was. Were you happy? She looked through a photo album twice. I was so happy. And then there's one picture of the house where they have this crazy flowered wallpaper and flowered carpet. We well, yeah, or like I a to rug talk about that, that was carpeted. 
That's why you felt claustrophobic. I told you we were going to get to it. So the the problem is not all the stuff. The problem is the combo of wallpaper, stuff, and carpeting on the floor that has a pattern. So you have stuff and pattern. And the patterns didn't match. So the wallpaper on the walls is one thing. And then this runner in the middle of the floor is a totally different pattern. And it's it hurt my eyes. No, it hurt my eyes too. It made me a little dizzy. Like a, it was like the shining carpeting or something. Like it made it me like It was very close to that. It was a yeah. lot of stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. Also, I would say overall, the inside of the house felt very old fashioned. So that maybe made me feel claustrophobic too. Like I felt like it was not like it was dusty, but just like that it. Yeah, I would see that it could collect dust. I would probably have a cleaner come. But then also, how do you have someone come and see the inside of your house and not worry about being robbed? Oh, totally. How? But I, I felt like he knew each piece exactly where it was. He would know if a, one thing was stolen, you know? Well, I think the kids knew too. That's what's so weird is that the husband was the one that noticed that the ivory pieces had been moved. Jason. So either Jason loved those and had looked at them every time he came over. So he knew where they would sit. You were or, right. You had the best instinct. Or Jason was in on it. He was trying to marry Jessica for the coin collection. For the tchotchkes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Tchotchkes, mm-hmm. I think, are inherently worthless. Tchotchkes of love? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Tchotchkes might not inherently be worthless. That might just be a connotation. Did you see salt and pepper shakers? Because I did not see a salt and pepper shaker collection, and I was expecting to see that, and I did not see thimbles. Yeah, I feel like those are more... Um, I'm going to sound super sexist. Don't say old lady. I think those... No, I wasn't going to say old. I was going to say I feel like those are more female collector items. But I can't imagine that Jan didn't also collect. That's what's interesting because Jessica said they did everything together, like shopping and stuff. So they must... They must have, I think she just supported him. In it. Yeah. Or maybe some of the books were hers. Maybe she loved the World War One stuff. I'm not saying a woman can't love that stuff, but they made it seem like it was all his. Did you see any boats in a bottle? Is that, no. And that's another thing that people collect. Bottled boats. But that becomes like a hobby. It's a hobby that becomes a collection, I think. Did you see any taxidermy? No, thankfully. I, the walrus tusks were enough for me. Okay. Because I don't think taxidermy is worth a lot of money unless it's like a large bear. What if it's, what is it called when you have that bunny with the, a jackalope, the fake taxidermy where you put the antlers on the bunny and so it's a jackalope? It's a fake animal? You know what I'm talking about? No. Ew. Mm. I don't like oh, sorry. That. I didn't mean to upset you. So we don't know. I did see plates though. It looked like they connect, collected China for sure. And I did see some barware, but I didn't see oh, any. Oh, did they collect those like, centennial plates like when the government puts out those kind of things but i think they also collected limited edition china sets because i saw sets of china and i was like okay which is also kind of difficult and hard to find complete sets so you know what i bet they were ebay selling too i bet they had a whole operation if they had that much stuff Mm -hmm. but i'm just amazed they were able to amass it within 10 years he'd only been retired for 10 years i think he started way before that it said this, the retiring gave him more time to work on it. So okay. I think he had been working on it for a while. It's really fun, though. Oliver and I have actually talked about doing, because I am a clothes picker, as we've discussed in Patreon before. Um, I think we just talked about it in this episode. 
But Oliver and I were talking about doing something like that because he really loves, he likes to do the thrift stores and the antique stores with me. We have fun. So we oh, were then, talking yeah, about doing it. Oh, yeah, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I don't That'd know. be very nice for you. You would have fun in our when antique shop. When the Rona shop. goes away? No, I hate shopping. And I antique hate thrift shop. stores. Could you just come hang out? What if we just got a huge porcelain Honestly, doll? Honestly, going shopping with anyone brings me back to my mom taking me to return things at Macy's and I'm laying down on the floor in the department store because I'm so bored. How young of a child? <laughs> I don't know. Seven? Oh, seven's okay. Okay. For some reason, every time you tell that story, I'm picturing 14 and that's the problem. <clears throat> no. I didn't actually lay down on the floor and cry when I was 14. I laid that's on- That's what a, I'm asking. I would sit down on those couches and I would mope very loudly. I would sigh. While your mom bought you things? No, when she returned things. It was always returning. And she would never try to buy or you stuff? the dry cleaners. What is it with the parents and the returning? My mom is returning now in COVID. And I'm like, what do you have to return? Apparently, all she does is return things. She must buy things on her own, return them with me. Wait till I am there so I can be miserable and then return and then dry cleaners. Those are the two errands that I hated. What is she getting dry cleaning? That's the point. The point of clothing is to buy things that are not dry clean only. You have a few specialty things that are dry clean only, and they sit in a bag for three years until you get them dry cleaned, like I have right now. You know what? But my dad wore suits to work, so he probably it was probably his stuff that was getting dry cleaned. Oh, then that has to be dry cleaned. Yeah, that's constant. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Bob. And the shirts, too. You had dry clean the shirts. All right, do you have titles? No. I tried really hard. Walrus Tusk. And then I wrote Tusk Tusk, oh. which was supposed to be like, Oh, no, that's good. What about... Uh, didn't work. Uh, the walrus bone collector doesn't work. Yeah, make not? a change. Spare some change. Right. That's good. Couldn't get Gonna anything. Gonna make a change. Uh, coin ploy. Co I was trying to think of a word that rhymes with coin, but I couldn't. And then I thought ploy and coin kind of sound funny together. I literally well, had We did nothing. to coin a murder. That's good. To pawn a phrase. There, see, you should just do it out of nowhere. You could just do it. That would be the thing. One glove, no life. Okay, yeah. Um, uh huh. I like that. Uh, I didn't really have any. I just oh, wrote I wrote words. safe and sound, and I was trying to figure out what that meant because they had oh safes. safe because of the safe. That's actually yeah. really good. Safe zone. Um, safe zone. Has anybody done anything with penny for your thought? But thought spelled T H O T. I love it. Love it. Where could we do with that? Is that a t-shirt? Is it a bumper That's, sticker? Yes. What is it? And they sell them at Jersey Shore. Um, should I just send it to JWoww? Is that just what I should do? Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad. I want to make a business with that. I am here for it. <gasps> do you really? Are you making fun of me? It's pretty good, right? Sheets and giggles. We are coming for you. Yeah, we're coming. And we're creating a company that's called Penny for Your Thoughts. Thought or Penny for this thought. <laughs> yes, <gasps> that's a good shirt. Penny for this thought. No, because it makes you sound really cheap. Like I'm a thought and I'm only worth a penny. What is the actual definition of a thought? I thought it was like a... It's like a hoochie mama. It is a hoochie, right? Is it a nice term for hoochie or a mean term for hoochie? I think a lot of self, a lot of women use it self-deprecatingly and use it like, like the girls on Floribama Shore, they call themselves thoughts. They call it a thought mobile. Whenever they go out, instead of saying cabs here, they say thoughtmobiles here. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's a funny show. It's very enjoyable. Mm. It's quality TV. 
I don't know. It's not it's not really telling me what it is. It's a hoochie. Well, there that's not what it's saying. What is it saying? It's, it says it's taken from three, two, one. That doesn't make any sense. I hate you, Urban Dictionary. Give me the real definition. Here it says a woman who has had many casual sexual encounters or relationships. But maybe a nice term for it or no? Oh, the nice term over there is that H, that H-O over there. Some okay. people say it came from that. Oh, yeah, I see. That H-O over there or thirsty H-O over there. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it's an acronym. But we're going to make money. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me say now more than ever before, trademark. T-M. <laughs> Date with Taylor. <gasps> yeah, it's probably already taken. Has anybody done it? Look it up. Google it. Google it quick. <laughs> For your... Did somebody do it? Yep. There's a song. What? And there's a Facebook spoken word slam poetry. Okay, so it's a poem. I don't think that counts. I don't think that counts. I don't mean to take your poem. Did they get I'm it sure copyrighted? I don't know. Oh, darn it. Funny meme tank top. This is very good, though. I'm going to pretend I didn't see this. Delete. Okay. It was my <laughs> idea. There we go. <laughs> Only the people that are listening will know that you ever heard this. Well, no, that, yeah. Recordings cannot be used in a court of law, so it's fine. I apologize for not coming up with a real title because I got very sidetracked once I thought of that. I couldn't think of nothing else. No, that's fair. That's valid, right? Okay. That's fair. Oh, can I say things we got wrong really fast? But they're not wrong. Well, okay. we we got a few things wrong about the Mormon religion, including you don't have to be a virgin to be in that temple to get married in there. You can have sex before. You just have to, like, work it out with the priest person. Like, you can work. They can give you extra penance or something. But you're know. supposed to be. Yeah, but you can work it out. It's not really a deal breaker. A gynecologist cannot tell that um, you've had sex before or had par- had kids before just by having sex with you. Cannot. No, no, no. I didn't say just by doing the business with you, there's not a change in the look or feel? No, not necessarily. And if there is, sometimes the inside is different, but the outside would look the same. I don't know if it would feel, I think it would probably sometimes feel the same. I think it would just depend on the body. But a lot of women told me that, no, they wouldn't be able to tell. So if you went to a doctor, he wouldn't be examining you? He would need to do an internal, um, he would need to go inside a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he would be able to tell? To Then you'd be able to tell because there are certain things inside that change, but not just on the outside. So we think in some planet that this woman married a gynecologist, but somehow had a different doctor? Oh, yeah. I think that's possible. That she didn't go to her own husband who happened to be that kind of a doctor? I wouldn't want to. That would make it, that would take away the sexy element of it and make it more medical. I get that. I just want to be right but I guess I'm wrong. I wouldn't know. I apologize, but I was speaking like I knew. Yeah, I was speaking with conviction like I had solved the puzzle. I was hoping for a second water shoes, and I think that people should be nice to me because we need it. We This is the times of, this is hard times, and we need more water shoes moments. So let us have a few of this these. This was not something we're wrong about, but it was something very interesting, was that someone heard that someone, uh, fellow convict passed Lori Vallow a red Jolly Rancher. And that's how her lips were so red. <laughs> not sure if that's true or not, but that that's sort of a prison thing that they do. Like, you know, they we've discussed what they do on those like jailbird shows where they use like, you know, weird stuff for like eye makeup and stuff. What I used to do in sixth grade at summer camp when <laughs> I would put grape 
lip smacker on my eyes as eyeshadow because it was like slightly dark. So I would rub that on my eyes. And then I had pink zinc that I would put on my cheeks for blush. What? Like zinc. Yeah, I would rub it so it was like kind of faded, but I would put it like right here. I was into makeup from a young age, y'all. Yeah, you that, were. And then I would put cherry chapstick on so thick. But see, you were using products that are already for your skin or already. But if I had known about Jolly Rancher trick, that's why I'm giving you the face because I would have done it. That's so much easier than like. I don't know if it works, but because I eat Jolly Ranchers a lot. They make my tongue like, but I just, I guess I don't put them on my lips. So I don't know. No, but if it, anything that makes your tongue would make the color. They are really bright red when she, it like almost matches her orange jumpsuit. It's very bright red. Does Jolly Rancher turn it or it, I feel like it has to be a cheaper candy to do that. Yeah, maybe like a one that has way more of that red dye. Of the dye in it that they don't, they're not trying to save your life. They're actively trying to kill you. Okay, interesting. Like almost like um the powder stuff, like fun dip. Fun dip or a lifesaver. Do life, the cherry lifesavers, the wild cherry lifesavers, did those have yeah. dye in it? Oh yeah, I'm sure. What's the thing that used to totally turn your fun dip really does it? I don't know, really like suckers do, like blow pops, I think do. Blow pops, I could definitely, man, that is crazy and I love it. I love every second but of also, it. But also, who is this convict that is helping out Lori Vallow? Please do not help this woman. Don't give her your extra soup. She's, you don't think she's turning people in prison? Lori Vallow is turning people to the dark side. Trust. I am scared. So now this woman who is on in for unrelated charges, we now need to worry about because she is now a new follower and is going to shiv a guard to get Lori out for July 22nd, you're saying. Guys, we need eyes on Vallow and the followers. And I think that you and I are going to have to go regulate Rexburg on our own. Yeah. Maybe. If anyone wants to come, road trip. Say we want to sponsor a trip to Rexburg. <laughs> we'll, we'll be taking, you know, like a jogathon, but we will be taking sponsors like by the mile to drive. To Rexburg to check it out. But what if nothing happens and we're just there and we're in COVID? There's and- probably a fun museum or something. Yes. Pro- they probably have stuff that's open. Yeah, definitely. I think there has to be something that's open. I think they have low numbers in that state, but we don't know in July. I think because it's very spread out. We're going to have to plan now, but I'm, I don't I'm, always, I'm but here. I'll in go. the city. Rexburg is a city. So like. Does, but we're going to Mount Rushmore if we're going to Rexburg because I haven't been to Mount Rushmore. Okay. I'm fine with that. Oh, and Matt's back. My brother just walked in. He's going to murder me. Okay. Perfect time to end the show. Did he bring food? No. We already ate. Oh. Do you want to say anything? Yeah, say something. Have him say yeah. something. No, I want to do a whole separate podcast on what Ralphie did. Are you going to see Matt tomorrow? Yeah. Does he want to record with us tomorrow? Yeah, maybe. You want to record tomorrow? He's very shy all of a sudden. Let's do it. Okay, I'll re- record something with my parents about what my parents' dog has been up to. Yeah, let's do it. I would love Ralphie's it. Ralphie's saga. Let's do the pet update. I like it. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I'm trying to be better about getting back to people on Facebook. And check out our Patreon. We do a full bonus episode every month um, on Patreon. So check us out. That's it. And don't watch alone. Eh. With all you these have other... collectibles, who's really alone? That's true. And you have other people watching with you virtually right now. Watch with a virtual pal. Surround yourself with your stuffed... Oh, my. Jackalopes. Jackalopes. Jackalope. Let me know. Yes, there is. There's dog toys around me. Oh, Um, there you go. 
But his house looks very clean from what I can see. He keeps not a lot of clutter. There are no collectibles in here. Yeah, take some pictures. I want to see the decor to see if I can send him any of my clutter. So okay. thanks. That'd be great. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Hashtag blessed. Live, laugh, love. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Wear a mask. So when I was younger, I collected troll dolls and Pez dispensers, keychains, snow globes. Oh, you had a lot of collections. I had many collections. Oh. Jigsaw puzzles. Mm-hmm. Now I don't really collect anything, but like kind of Harry Potter stuff. Question. Did you collect those things when you were little because just that's what people gave you? Or did you really want to collect them? Were you like seeking out items? No, it's like you start a collection and then people just give it to you because they know that's what you like. Like, but did you like them or did you just, is that? I lo- really liked the troll, the troll dolls. You did. So you like sought after certain ones and were like, I really want no, the pink no, hair what? No, not at all. Never was doing research or actively. My dad got me a book once to see how much my Pez dispensers were worth, but they were all like cheapo ones that they make a billion of, so they weren't worth anything. He was really sad. Um, <laughs> the keychains I liked, I think, I don't know how I started the Pez dispensers, maybe because of Seinfeld. Did you collect anything? Uh, no, I liked that kind of thing, but I wasn't really, I don't know. I think I liked the idea of that. Um, but my mom collected little boxes. Have you ever seen little boxes, like little ceramic or glass or tin boxes? And they're like this big and they have little tiny latches. So they would be like a doll's box. Do you put stuff in them? You can. You can put like little tiny things, I guess, like little, they look like pill cases almost. Like they're just very teeth. small little boxes, like baby teeth. And I remember I used to love her collection. She also had some of those. Um, have you ever seen those glass paperweights that have like ink inside them? So they make a design and it looks really crazy. She had like two of those and I would play with I like blown glass stuff. I would play with those. So I remember her collection, but I don't remember. I mean, I liked toys and I like collected. I guess that's a collection, but not like you, not like specific items. I liked the snow globes ones. Those I might seek out if I went to a place. But those you should keep. You have those all because I've seen them at your... They've all leaked and they all went bad. So I'm giving them all away. Did they really? Uh, some of the cheaper ones. At your mom's? At your at your parents? Yeah. My mom's gave. I let her give them all away. She's giving them all away. That's sad. I have no interest in them anymore. I thought they were really cool. I remember the first time I came over to your parents' house. I was like, <gasps> but if you... If you could collect thing, is that the thing that you'd collect now? Like if you had like unlimited space and wanted to collect one thing. My desire to be is minimalist. So I have no desire to collect things anymore. You don't want stuff. I understand. I understand. I'm going through a very big minimalistic phase. That's an oxymoron. And (laughs) I don't want things. Got it. Like things that are clutterful. Yeah, I understand. I'm trying to declutter. I like gift certificates to Amazon so I can buy cleaning products. You cannot collect gift certificates. I would say that I have a palette collection, although I'm not. Yes, you have a huge makeup collection. I do. Huge glitter collection. Glitter collection, I have a big one. 100% you do. But I am not. You have a shoe collection and a clothes collection as well. A finely curated collection of garments. Yeah, actually, I would agree with that. I have a large clothing collection that has been like prepared. Like I know what I need. I'm looking at different things. I wonder if it's like has to do with when your childhood, like you didn't have a collection growing up, but now you have a collection. You're an adult. You want to have this stuff. I had a lot of stuff growing up, collections. Now I don't want that stuff. That could be it. It definitely could be it. The clothes- Although I was collecting Harry Potter stuff up until like a year ago. So 
But you weren't actively collecting. I don't ever remember you seeking out. No, but if I saw Harry Potter stuff like that I didn't have, it was a good gift for me. And I would buy it for myself too. Like decorations that are Harry Potter. I don't know about that. Is that valuable? Does a collection inherently have to be valuable? No, not at I had keychain collection. They were literally grubby keychains from like places I had visited. But when you think of a collector, like I love matchbook collections. To me, those are so fun. And when I used to have a matchbook collection. Those I love. I think those are so cool. Um, I would... I love those. Yeah. Or some people collect wine corks. Yes, I've seen that too. Yeah. 